The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. First of all, just everybody take a deep breath <laughs> because we all need it. Okay, this is show 512. We're going to dig, we're going to dig deep, and we're going to get a little relief. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, that's the way I feel anyways. <laughs> Let's find out what's on today's show. On today's show, we will have... I'm going to kind of go over some of my thoughts at this point in our season before I get into the post game, which is really a story I have to, to think about and talk about because um, we have to look at it the way I'm looking at it because that's the only way we can look at it. <laughs> a pregame for the Brownies. Brownies are coming to Oakland. They've always played us tough. But I'm telling you, man... We're going to win this game at home, and I'm going to tell you why. That and the bone line, it's not quite the suicide hotline because, honestly, I don't think we're that close to that. That bone line should wrap it up for this show. Randy's on vacation. He's doing his best to get this out, so let's get her done. Well, <laughs> I have to say, it was an interesting game. I had to watch it all the way through. Y'all did. Now, John Gruden's face. <laughs> I so feel sorry and bad for him. I feel you can see he's ready to freaking explode. Every penalty, he's ready to explode. I feel bad for him. I hope he doesn't have a freaking heart attack, to be quite honest. I know he's doing his best. I know we have to sweep this Khalil Mack thing way under the carpet and let it go because that's where it has to go. But um, 0-3 is certainly not what he was thinking, and he's still not thinking that way, and I don't think he should. I don't think we should because our team plays pretty well. I mean, we're putting points on the board. More than I could say for some teams, we have some rhythm which is really refreshing. All right, let's get the Papa's perspectives. The Raiders lose to the Dolphins Sunday. They're now 0-3. They take on the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. Uh, John Gruden, let's hear from John Gruden on if for some reason Khalil Mack still gets mentioned in Oakland, California. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to trade you know, one of your best players, one of the best players on a franchise. It's hard. It's hard on the players. We didn't get anything for him that's going to help us this year. You know, Justin Ellis hasn't played. You know, we got a lot of guys uh, on the defensive line that are out. We have we have had to replace basically the entire secondary, some of the linebackers, and uh, we're in the process of putting the pieces back together, and um, that'll be exciting. But right now, we just got to continue to get ready for each game individually. Right now, it's Cleveland. I feel bad for John. Every press conference, I hope these guys that play for him. 
feel really bad because uh, that could change some things, uh, especially when we play the Brownies. So let's talk about how we did not squish the fish, how the fish squeezed its way right on out of of loss into a win at the last freaking seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Un-freaking-believable. game for the fans oh my gosh if I would have told you Jordy Nelson would have caught and run for 173 yards and a touchdown and we led all the way till the last seven minutes of the game really and two fluke plays Jakeem Grant 52 yard pass from Albert Wilson not even a quarterback touchdown 70 yards Two plays. Albert Wilson, 74-yard pass from Ryan Tannehill. Two plays. 80 yards. That was seven minutes and 18 seconds into the fourth. And then two minutes into the fourth, they score again. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I, I think you're just supposed to keep scoring. I just you have to keep scoring. We're not scoring enough. We got a field goal in the fourth quarter. We should have got a touchdown. Every field goal we get, and those got to be TDs, man, for this team, for this defense it has to be. And in this game, it was evident that the defense was ill-prepared for any of these trick plays, which are, you know, you're going to find those every game. Well, wait till we play the Chiefs. I don't know. I'm not feeling the D, but, you know, maybe we don't have enough talent. I know they're weak. Our strength is offense. We have to keep pushing the pedal and stop making freaking penalties. <laughs> we are the number one in the yellow flag department. Unbelievable. I think the Steelers are next, but we're <laughs> we're killing ourselves with these flags. They're stupid flags. But that's what happens when you have a new coach and you have a new playbook and you have people that don't play together and it's the first year and all those things I talked about a long time when Gruden got hired, growing pains, and here we are. We're in growing pain season. 0-3. Should be 1-2. and We should have beat Denver for sure. And we could have beat the Finns. I mean, <laughs> two instead of two field goals, two touchdowns, right? That gives us a whole better chance, plus time of possession, which was still good. The numbers are on our side, people. The numbers are on our side, except for the number one thing, which is the score. So, you know, let's just put this one away. Um, tough loss. I mean, tough loss. You were hanging on every play until the end of the game. Crazy. It's like, how can you lose <laughs> to the fish? They're not that good. Good enough. 
They got great running. They got some good blocking. I mean, I don't know where our blocking downfield is, but it's been missing to me. I mean, just for me. I mean, we need to have some more blocking downfield. I I don't even see it. I don't know what's happening, but something's got to happen. Uh, a lot of reasons why they lost this game. Uh, I'm just going to concentrate on what, who I think are the two best building block pieces that are on this team that you have to assess. And Gary and Conley's inability to tackle is just alarming, alarming. I didn't realize it. I didn't watch it. I, I was duped. I was looking at his feet. When I saw him come out of Ohio State, I just looked at his ability to shadow guys. He gets on a hip. Uh, he cannot tackle. It is a huge problem. And all these jet sweeps that are tormenting them, they're over-pursuing, but he, he, he cannot tackle. And I, I don't know what you do with a corner that can't tackle. This is not Deion Sanders. They're not going to avoid you. They're going to run toss sweeps your way. I didn't know it. It blindsided me. He cannot tackle. It is a huge problem proceeding forward with his career. And then Amari. Amari Cooper is, uh, you got to make a call on him and whether to pick up his fifth-year option. you got to make this call this year. Uh, there are several plays in this game that really bother me, but mainly two in particular. They're both third downs. And when you go to a guy on third down, he's your money guy, he's your trust guy, he's got to come up with plays. And they're completely two plays after the lead went to 17, from 17-7 to 17-14, you face a third and four on your own 31. And you put him on the backside against uh, Xavier Howard, who was following him around. He's Miami's best corner now. And Amari uh, has to go way outside, you know, crosses his face onto the inside slant, does it with an outside release, beats him inside. The ball is perfectly delivered by Derek Carr, and Amari flat out drops the ball. It's a third down. You've got to convert there. Your lead is dwindling. He's got to make that play. Why does he not make that play? I don't know. It's not a skill problem. He flat out dropped it. And then later on, you, you isolate him in the fourth quarter. Completely different play. You go down the left sideline. This time he gets behind Xavier Howard. The ball on a third down is expertly delivered right into his hands, and he flat out drops the ball. It's just inexcusable. He's uh, mainly when I've seen his drops, it's because He's looking to avoid contact after he catches the ball crossing the field. Uh, the slant route was perfectly run. He dropped it. The ball down the sideline, he dropped it. And I don't know if he was worried about his feet. He does not uh, have good sideline technique. It's bothered him from his very first game in the NFL. He, he's just got so much talent, and I, I don't know what, what they're going to do with him. You've already lost one great player because you couldn't afford him. Uh, now... Amari Cooper is not playing well enough to exhibit it. I think you'd pick his option up, I guess. But then when you if you don't extend it, I don't know where he's at, Bonte. He's just befuddling to me. He has such great ability, you would think. Uh, you know, what, what Antonio Brown did last night, I used to call him smoke routes. Now they're calling him now routes where get him the ball now because right. they're playing off. You get him a now route, that corner's not going to tackle Antonio Brown. He's going to make a miss in space and stick it in the end zone. I thought Amari had, had that skill to run too. after catch, to run any route, to catch any ball, to high point the ball, to go up and do it all. I just don't see it. And when he drops a backside slant on third and four, you got to make that catch. 
And then the ball down the sideline, inexcusable. So your two most prominent, I think, skilled players on this team, Gary and Conley and Amari Cooper, I, I, I don't know what who they are and what they are and how good they can be in, in the long run. I look at Amari Cooper the same way I look at Eric Armstead of the 49ers. The time is now. When are you going to get consistent? When are you going to just go out there and say, you know what, I'm not going to allow myself to get blocked. If I'm Amari Cooper, I'm not going to allow myself to be covered. I'm going to catch every pass. I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy that Derek Carr goes to on every third down. I don't know if you can do what it. Are you Tony <laughs> Robbins here? <laughs> self-help. Man, Just, I, can they man, do it? I, I don't Why know. don't I, they do it? Pop, I Armstead's like- a, different, gets a, a different talking play. Why yeah. does Amari drop that backside slant? And why does he drop the, the, the vertical down the sideline? You're going to give it to him on third down. You've got to come through. Why does he stop running his route there on the interception? Keep running. He lost the, he lost the route. Yeah. He lost the ball. Unbelievable. That's it for us. Cool and the gang will take us out today. So anyway, we lost to the fish. <laughs> Two trick plays. un believable and our special teams, let me tell you, our special needs teams is what I'm calling these guys. I've done that before. Any one of you who've listened to the show, special needs team is what we have. We are not a good run return team. Uh-uh. Just put your knee down. That's better. I mean, I don't want to see Jordy Nelson out there fielding punts or kicks any anymore. It's not his job. And the fact that we have to go there is just, <laughs> it's a testament, testament to our team. Well, meanwhile, Cordell Patterson is ripping off 35-yard runbacks. I don't know, man. You tell me, because I don't know what that decision was about. Maybe about the money. Don't know. I'm not in the office. And meantime, on another note, There's some rumblings and grumblings that Gruden has his own guys secretly in the office doing some shenanigans about future draft picks aside from Reggie's guys. Now, this is like a super secret disruption in the locker room. What a surprise. (laughs) What a whopping surprise that we have trouble in the locker room. Padinga. Of course, you're going to have it when you're losing. It's never good. There's always some bullshit issue. Welcome to the NFL. And here we are. Derek Carr, unlike his confident, semi-cocky self, looks like a cat on a hot tin roof. He's throwing interceptions at completely the wrong time of the game for anybody to do anything good. He cannot try to win by himself because that's killing us. His, His interceptions are freaking brutal at the completely wrong time, twice in the end zone, right? Come on, Derek. Bro, you got to be better than that. Look at Fitzmagic, for crying out loud. All in all, I have to say, the yellow flags are killing us more than anything else. Sorry for that phone call, but my daughter got in a little fender bender. She's okay, and so is the other person. Thank goodness. So, you know, we should have won this game again. There's a lot of reasons we don't win because it takes, (laughs) to win a game, it takes a bunch of things to go your way. Not just penalties, but you have to be able to make that extra yard. You have to be able to get that pass across. You 
You, you cannot throw interceptions. Derek Carr, come on, man. You are freaking killing us, and you can't win a game by yourself, bro. And that leads me to, you know, another tangent I'm going to go off on. You know, Amari Cooper. Come on, man. This is your year to shine. This is his year. If he wants to make a paycheck, then he'll kick it up several notches this season and take it to the house. Because if he wants to get paid, he has to play. And if he's not making it, then no one's going to pay him the money that he's going to ask for. We certainly won't. And I don't think we should unless he stays for cheap. Uh, but he might go to somewhere. He might go to the, the Patriots. Who knows? But um, if he's going to make it, he better start showing some brilliance every game. I mean, every game. Jordy Nelson was awesome in this game. The Beast. Even uh, Doug Martin ran decent. Um, you know, there's a lot of positives in this game. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of positives. Uh, those trick plays killed us. They're quick, shifty uh, running backs. They really killed us. That one guy, Albert Wilson. I mean, <laughs> he's a tornado. So our defense, again, we can't do it with our D. We have to do it on our offense. We've got to score every time we're in the red zone. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Could have won this game, should have won this game, didn't win this game. Let's move on to the Brownies. It's going down for Okay, the Browns are coming to the Coliseum, the house that Al built. They're coming to the black hole and welcome. They're riding a high. They just switched from their quarterback <laughs> to Baker Mayfield, a rookie quarterback. This will be his first start, so he's going to be a little nervous. Um, their other quarterback I thought was a lot better. This guy's a gunslinger, though. He's like Brett Favre. He can really sling the ball. However, he doesn't have the best feel for the defense. I don't think he can read them quite so good or quite so well. So I think we can win this game. And uh, the reason I say that is we have to win this freaking game. We're at home. The Raiders have been away for the last two. They've been out of, of hotels. They're back in their own beds with their own life. And I think they're going to play their ass off at home to take a win in front of the Raider Nation. I think that's what they want, and I think that's what they're going to do, honestly. So let's look at the difference between the two teams. Points per game. The Raiders averaged 17 points so far this year, and the Brownies are 20. Okay, yards per game. The Raiders are 401. Uh, the Brownies are 326. That's, you know, yards per game. That's pretty close. So opposing, opposing points per game, uh, for us, our opponents are getting 27 points per game, and uh, the Brownies are getting 20 points on them a game, which is, let me tell you, here's the killer, the takeaways. The Browns have taken the ball away from their opponents 11 times in three games. 11. Count them. 
That's brutal for us. We have one takeaway in three games. That's not good. They have two giveaways, and we have five giveaways, Derek Carr. That's right. Penalties are about the same. Penalty yards are pretty close. We have more, of course. We have 23. They have 20. I'm telling you, the fact that we're home, the fact that these guys haven't traveled, the fact that they're coming home um, for this game is good. It's good to play at a regular time. It's good to play in your home stadium. And I think the Raiders win this game by a touchdown. That's a lot. I know it's seven points. Hugh Jack City will throw the kitchen sink at the Oakland Raiders. You're but saying you know they're going to beat the, the Browns. They're going to beat the Browns. The Raiders get their first win of wow. the second uh, oh. phase of the You're John saying Cordero. that's an easy one? It's not an easy one. It's not Who's an even easy one. Who's even favored in this game? <laughs> Who is? Let me see. I got this. The Raiders just, aren't a home dog, are they? No, they bet not the, be to the, the Cleveland dog Browns. Brown coming to the black hole? The Raiders are minus one and a half. So really, that's... It's a pick. I mean, if it was in Cleveland, the Browns would be favored. This is basically it's a pick. it's not in Cleveland. It's, it's, it's in the black right, so hole. So you're saying the Raiders beat uh, the Baker Mayfield. They beat the Baker Mayfield. The Hugh Jack City. Yep. And I'm going to take. Where's he going on Friday to get his petty and his mayonnaise <laughs> and his oh, Irish coffee? Oh, oh. Yeah, they they are not letting Baker Mayfield come He's here. He's not been back away. since, has he? No, I don't think so. He was well, well so. as a coordinator with the Bengals. Did he come back? Because I think no. he was a running backs coach with the Bengals and uh, an offensive coordinator. Yeah, Jack Del Rio's first game. Yeah, was he was he there? there. Yep, with Marvin Lewis, the he Pac-Man was Jones game. coordinator. Yeah, he was the OC that, that day. Score? Was that score 33 nothing? It was what? 33-13. 33-13. They got was, smoked in that one. It was lops. Okay, he has yeah. been back once. And yeah. He's one though. So the Pac-Man Jones game when he choked out Amari Cooper. Welcome to the NFL uh, type of game. But the Raiders will win. They'll get their first win right. this Sunday. So I think a touchdown will win it. We have to keep the ball. And we have to keep the ball out of our defense's hands. We have to run the ball. Um, very well. And, you know, <laughs> we have to play better football on our special teams. I think the special teams alone, if we can have a really good performance, that could tip the balance. But I know this is a winnable game at home, and I think the next two games are pretty winnable, to be honest with you. I think we can beat the Seacocks, right? <laughs> So I think the Raiders can beat the Seacocks, and I think we can beat the Chargers, too. I think we can beat the Chargers in L.A., and here's why. It's a home stadium. There's going to be nobody there in powder blue. It's going to be blacked out. (laughs) And they're going to feel like they're playing at home. So I'm telling you, I think we can win three these next three contests. Honestly. Honestly do. Maybe even four. This could be four of the six I think we can win. The Colts come in. We we certainly can beat the Colts. And we can beat the Niners now, I think. Without Jimmy G in the house. So I just think we have a good run here. We have a good chance to win these games. If we play like we played the last three games, we, we're we not far. We're pretty damn close, and it's just going to take a couple of things going right for us to beat the Brownies at home, and I think we can. That's what I'm saying. I think we will.
I'll be there in the house watching this thing from my seats, of course. I love it. It'll be my first game back after I had surgery. I miss everybody. It's going to be a blast, as you know. All right, that's my take on the Brownies. That's about all I have to say about that. So let's move on to the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on that bone line. And our first caller is Raider Carlos from Fresno. What's happening, brother? Yeah, this is Carlos from uh, Fresno. I uh, just listened to your podcast. Uh, this is right after the Rams day. Uh, I'm actually calling right after the Denver uh, Broncos game. I think you're exaggerating a little bit, taking a little too far. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about Mac and Derek Carr. Uh, I love Mac. I've been waiting for a pass rusher like that to hit the Raiders for a long time. It's just beautiful to see him play in TV. But we just couldn't have him. We couldn't have him. And uh, what if, I have a question for you, What what if, the Chicago Bears with Khalil Mack and their loaded defense with a decent quarterback, Mitch Trisky, what if they end up with the same record as we do this year? How how valuable would, would that make Khalil Mack look? I, I mean, I hate losing them. I like the two first-rounders. I, I hate giving away the second-rounder the second-round pick. And and that's what I feel about Mac. Now, on Carr, we played a loaded St. Los Angeles Rams defense. These guys are going to make a lot of quarterbacks scared back there. So Carr's not going to be the only one. And and he did look scared. He, he did let the ball go too soon. But come on. Aaron Donald, Dominic and Sue, these guys are loaded. These guys will make Tom Brady look this way. Just get a tie with Derek Carr. I trust Gruden. And, and uh, like I said, this is just coming off the Denver Broncos game where he had an excellent game. We look good. Our defense looks better. Our offense looks good. Amari Cooper, Carr was getting the ball to Cooper. Give it, give it some time, Raider Greg. That's all I'm saying. Raider Nation now. Great call. Great call. I love this call because I love this. I love to hear this from everybody. So let me just say, Mac, yeah, we couldn't keep him. And that's tragic for me because, I mean, you've been a Raider fan a long time. You admit that you've been waiting for another Howie Long. That's what I. That's what I equate this guy to. Another guy that can dynamically change the game. And he's that guy. For some reason, Khalil Mack still gets mentioned in Oakland, California. 
Yeah, it's hard. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to trade, you know, one of your best players, one of the best players on the franchise. It's hard. It's hard on the players. We didn't get anything for him that's going to help us this year. Raiders in the first three, three games, three sacks, one forced fumble, one interception. Khalil Mack in his first three games with the Chicago Bears, four sacks, three forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, an interception, and a touchdown. It's all stats. Uh, Khalil Mack's team should be 3-0. and John's team's 0-3. Khalil Mack is is just an absolute game record in every regard. I watched every snap of his game against Arizona on Sunday. They tried to double-team him. Uh, there were times he split the double-team. If you're going to double-team him, those two guys have got to be Siamese twins. You cannot give him a spot to get between you. I think it's easier sometimes for him to split a double-team. He is playing as well as he's ever played, and uh, that team is good. If they Their quarterback is so errant with the ball, it's hard to watch. Uh, if they had just uh, average quarterback play, uh, I'm not going to say he, did, he could do what Vaughn Miller did in Super Bowl 50, but I'm not going to say he can't. And they're they're a team that you're going to have to deal with. They should be 3-0. But he's gone. You're going to have to move on. Uh, I mean, I do care what the Bears do because I don't make a reflection um, on our draft pick. I don't think they're going to be that bad. But no matter how good or bad they are with him, we're not <laughs> near as good without him. And defense wins championships, bro. So even if we held on to him, we're not doing that good this now, but we'd be, let me tell you, you you don't think that we'd have a better record this year so far with him. Come on, man. I mean, even just that game against the Broncos and then the game against Miami, both those games he would have made an amazing impact, and I say those two would have been wins because we would have had an actual pass rush, and he would have made it tough on L.A. So, yeah, I'm I'm saying that, yeah, of course. Now, Derek Carr, absolutely. He played lights out in Denver. What else could you expect from him? He played a great game, and I, I'm, I'm not going to take that away from him. But then again, in Miami, he just forced he just forced the ball again in the end zone again, right, twice so far. And he didn't have to. He had time. He had. He, he, I mean, it wasn't like that critical, but they were critical turnovers when we're trying to score points, and that's hard to do. And I'm not saying that he should be in the trash. I'm just saying it's it's concerning to me. Okay, that's all. And our defense shows a lack of pass rush, like unbelievably lacking. And I'm just saying defense win championships. So we don't have Mac. We have these two draft picks, which if you were paying attention in the last few years, we're not been very good at drafting. And the only reason we got Mac and Cooper was that we were up there. We were terrible. And you were a top five draft pick. I mean, that's a bad team. That's a three-win, four-win season, bro. I don't want any of that. But I'm just saying, and I'm not being all that negative because I think we can win a few games this year. But, yeah, I'm pissed about the back thing. Absolutely, I'm always going to be a little pissed off about it. But what are you going to do? I can't do anything. I can't change anything. But I do think our team's going to play better, like you say. I totally agree with you. But on that Mac thing and on Carr, that's how I feel, honestly. I appreciate your honesty, bro. Every time, bring it. And our next caller is Houston Raider Steve. He always has some kind of history. What's up, bro? 
Hello, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. I've got to tell you some really great uh, Oakland Raiders uh, history here. I was at the Rams Raiders game and uh, ran into one of the big Raider fans. He goes all the way back to the Frank Yule football days. Uh, Randy told me this story about Frank Yule Field. Um, anyway, he used to go to the games with his dad. It was uh, Yule Field. Frank Yule Field was the uh, home of the Oakland Raiders from 62 to 65. It's been since torn down as part of parking lot for Laney College. And he said he used to go to the games with his dad. And they used to say that every time the Raiders scored, all the uh, kids would go to uh, kids and young adults would go down to the end zone. And if you caught the football, you got to keep it. So anyway, he went down there. He told his dad, uh, his dad told him to go down there one time. And he was just a young kid, you know, less, probably less than 10 years old. Going down the end zone, he said there was guys like 17, 18 years old. He said when they kicked that football, all of a sudden the kids just started fighting and everything. Uh, he said there was blood flying, teeth flying, everything else. And uh, he went back and his dad says, hey, did you get the football? He says, no. He says, some other kids got it. Anyway, so <laughs> that's what they would do. They got the, you know, whoever got it, but it was a you know, brawl in the end zone where they were kicking the extra point after they scored the touchdown. And then he went down there one another time with his brother, and he and his brother went down there, his older brother, came back, and uh, Dad asked him again, did you get the football? He said, no, we didn't get it this time, Dad. So he never got a football down there for the extra point down at Frank Yule Field in the end zone after the uh, Raiders' touchdowns. But uh, it's kind of funny hearing the stories about all these kids beating the you-know-what out of crap out of each other trying to get this football as it, was, uh, as it landed in the uh, end zone up there. You know, anyway. I thought I'd pass that on. I thought it was a pretty funny story. Uh, you know, not funny the kids were getting beat up or anything, or blood or teeth flying, but the fact that they, you got to keep the football and the kids were just brawling each other just trying to get this uh, football that landed in the end zone. They'd all go down there trying to get the, the extra point. I love you, my brothers and sisters, my Raider Nation family. You guys are all awesome. I look forward to hearing the bone line and the podcast, and uh, I'm out. This is Houston Raider Steve, Houston, Texas. Yeah, Steve, I cannot imagine if they did that now, if they just didn't put the net up and kick the ball out and you could keep the ball. There'd be a there'd be a scrum, to say the very least, up in the black hole. Either side would be crazy. That's pretty funny. But Frank Hule Field used to be able to see the games from the freeway, and you could look right through the seats and see them playing. It's, it was a... A trip. Randy has told me all a lot of stories about that place. So a lot of history. They're going to Vegas, I guess. <laughs> so good memories there in Oakland. And our next caller is Raider Bray, right from downtown LA. What's happening, my LA brother? Hey Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Bray from LA. And I'm a little worried about something, guys, i got to tell you. Uh, besides the fact that we don't have a pass rush, uh, I just watched that Cleveland game, and Baker Mayfield is looking super sharp. Um, you know, we know that the Browns have been a piece of brown for a long time, but uh, this young kid came in and took them from, uh, what, they were down by 14, I think it was 14, and when he beat the Jets, he looked super, super sharp. I'm telling you. Uh, so they're coming to us next week after the Dolphins. And uh, that's 
concerning. So hopefully, uh, you know, our D can do something about it, but that kid's looking good. Anyway, that's Raider Bray, and I'm out. Well, brother, I, I think that it was a flash in the pan. I watched that game, too, and he threw some good balls, but he was pressured, and I don't know, man. I think that him coming in from the beginning of the game, starting off, I think we can pick him, and I think we can certainly push him. We don't have much of a pass rush, but I think it'll work against the Browns. Uh, I'm worried more about their defense. We just have to score more than they do. If we can't score more than the Browns on our own home turf in Oakland, then we deserve to get whatever we get. But I believe that we can beat their ass, I think, hard, too. I think we can win by a touchdown. So I'm saying, I know everyone's talking about Baker Mayfield. I think it's a flash in the pan. I hope I'm right. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller from deep up in the valley in Fresno, Raider Nate is in the house. What you got for us, partner? This is Raider Nate from deep up in the valley, Fresno. Man, it is officially Groundhog Day every Sunday. Groundhog Day every Sunday, Raider Nation. Groundhog Day every Sunday. Reliving the same old shit. I usually wait till the next day, Monday, to call in, but this is ridiculous. Um, Wait a Greg, thank you for the phone line. About to become the suicide hotline number. Uh, Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Cannot finish a game to save their life. Yeah, it's never good to call on Sunday, bro. (laughs) It's never. I don't even do a show on Sunday because I can't hang. I'll be too emotional and get all freaked out and stressed out. So (laughs) don't call on Sunday. doesn't work out. Especially on a game when we lose in the last seven minutes. That is especially painful. And, uh, well, here we are. You know, here we are. No one wants to be here, but somebody has to be, and that's us. So let's just see what happens with the Brownies. I got a good feeling. And our next caller is Food Stamp Raider. He's from Maryland, and uh, he's got some serious business. He wants to go over with us. What do you got, my good brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Food Stamp Raider from Maryland. And, uh, yeah, I'm about to go on a rant right here. So excuse me, all the Kool-Aid drinkers. It's a wrap. Is done. We own three. We're the laughing stock of the league. We got a coach that's lost the locker room. They've quit. Derek Carr's a disaster. I want to note it on record that I called for Mascara, man, to be traded after last season because I said he was done and he was through. And he is. And he's shook. He's shook, one. We have no defense that can stand up for four quarters. We don't have a team that can stand up for four quarters. We lost three games in a row leading at halftime. And we're about to be 0-4. Because, by the way, the Cleveland Browns have a quarterback that has heart and guts. And we don't. 
we got the cowardly one that's back there collecting checks when we didn't want to pay nothing. Gruden is a clown, and the truth is coming to light. Everybody needs to go. And I feel most bad for the people in Oakland who had to see this for the last two years. It's really sad what the Raiders have become. And nobody can make any excuses for this. Cooper's overrated, or he's quit too. The defense is a joke. Carr's a clown. And Gruden needs to stick to TV and commercials. He's real good on commercials. He can go back to doing that. Those days of him coaching are over. This is Food Stamp Ready from Maryland. I'm out. Well, just hang on just a second now. I feel what you're saying. I hear you. But Carr's a good quarterback, man. He's a good quarterback. He'll be fine once he gets his feet up underneath him and our O-line finally gels a little bit. And the guys start learning how to play this playbook. I think that's fine. Gruden, he's learning again, too. And we all, yeah, if you didn't think this was going to be a, a year of of ups and downs, mainly downs, then you, nobody's realistic. Really? New playbook, new coaches all the way around, and a whole bunch of different players. You know, it's our first year together. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw excuses. I'm just saying there's reasons that we're here. But we got a lot of good things, too, to look at. There's a lot of good things, too. Our defense, they're learning how to win. I'm hoping that that's what's happening here. They have to learn how to win together. And uh, it's got to happen. So I think our offense needs to score more, and I think they can. And I think against the Browns, we're going to take it to them, man, honestly, at home. It's not that bad. It's not that dark. Because, listen, we have Gruden – for 10 years, man, because nobody's going to want to take his contract, first of all. And why would you pay a guy $100 million to walk away after a season or two or three or five even? He's here, he's going to be here, and he's going to shape this football team to a team that works for him and wins football games, I think. It just didn't happen for the Oakland fan. You're right. It sure as hell didn't. And it's not going to. But I see positive things going on, and I think we're going to make it a lot better. Um, and I think once McKenzie's gone, it'll be a lot better. Our picks will be better. Let's just hope so, because that's my take on the Oakland Raiders of 2018, bro. And our next caller is Raider Jesse James. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Jesse James, Raider Jesse James out of Dallas, Texas. I want to give him my two points of thoughts right now. Um, we lost. It was a tough, tough, tough loss. I think this is a tougher loss than any other loss for me, uh, basically because we had the game. And in all three games that we've lost, the first half, we've had the games. Um, but it looks like the fourth quarter, we just tire out. We run out of air. And that could be because of the age of the players that Mr. Chucky has brought on. Either way, there's glutes of hope there, man. I think, um, are we going to do anything big this year? No, we're not. Um, I wasn't really expecting too much, to be honest with you, not with what we have. But, um, you know, a little touch here and there, man, just a little bit of optimism. It sucks. Nobody wants to be 0-3, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. We don't have the personnel that we once did, so 
I'm looking forward to the next game. I believe it's the Browns. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're going to go full rocket speed ahead, and we'll win that one. But defense is playing good, man. They're playing good until the fourth quarter. Again, it might be age or coaching, play calling. Don't go on it first and 10 on their 20-something online. Run the ball, run the clock. Very nation, stay positive, man. It is what it is, like Brady Greg, like you said. We are officially rebuilding. I'm out. It's a good call, man. Exactly what I think, too. I think we're going to beat the Brownies at home. I think they've got that in them. I think they're tired of losing. I think they want to win at home, and it's going to happen. So um, Baker Mayfield or not, I think that's going to go down. And then we are who we thought we were, like you said. You know, I had expectations, too, but still I had to temper them because, you know, a new team. I remember saying this. New team, new playbook, new coaches, new season. It's never good. I mean, rarely does it turn out even decent for coaches. So, uh, and then with our talent, lack of talent, it's what it is, bro. We have to just write it out, but I think we got some games to win ahead. I think we can win. And I think our defense is growing. So let's see. I agree. And our next caller, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. And no, you can't just hear me. There's a lot of people yelling on my block, but I bet you nobody yells like you do in your neighborhood. <laughs> What's happening, brother? Raider Greg. It's Raider Chris, Scranton, Pennsylvania. I can hear you yelling now, brother. This team is unbelievably bad. Uh, what the hell are we doing throwing it? First and ten, when we're in position to win the game, you're going to throw the football. And then Carr throwing the football into triple coverage. Like, we should have gave the money to Mac and got rid of Carr. This Carr sucks. Point blank, Carr sucks. And I'm not putting it all on Carr because the play, the, the play calling is garbage. Terrible. But, I mean, the defense did give up quite a few points, but they played their ass off. They really did. But... And Conley, he sucks. He's got to go, too. He's, that dude sucks. You know, we, we cannot finish games. I don't understand what the hell is going on with this team. 0-3? Last two weeks, we easily should have won. But instead, we're sitting here at 0-3. I don't know. I don't know about Gruden, either. I don't know if he's going to last, to be honest with you. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Now we got Cleveland coming up. Don't be surprised if we lose that game because they got a pretty good defense. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm disgusted. I'm pissed off. I'm trying not to curse here, but this team is making it hard for me not to curse. But it's just, I'm so disappointed in this team. So disappointed. But I should expect it. You know, we're 0-3. Got a quarterback who, again, sucks. Uh, you know, we're still dropping passes, missing tackles. We have no safeties. I have no idea where the hell they are. But I don't know. This is not looking good. It's not looking good at all. 0-3. I did not think I'd be saying that. You know, maybe it was all hype about the return of Gruden. 
you know? But I don't know. I'm just going to keep ranting and ranting, so I better get off this line before I do break and curse. So, Raider Nation, I feel the pain. I'm hurting. I'm disgusted. I'm angry. Uh, Raider Nation, I am out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Again, my brother, let me talk you off the edge. No reason to be on the edge because I don't know if you called that Sunday or I'm I'm not sure. But I know that, uh, yeah, Carr's been throwing some picks. He's trying to win a game. He's stressing out. Um, He's trying to make a, a play, make a winning touchdown. Well, you know, he's he's. He's thrown short a couple times, man. That I, what are you going to do? Otherwise, he does pretty well. I think we have a team. <laughs> I think we have a team. But like I said, new coach, new staff, new playbook, new players. Really. So uh, I didn't think 0-3. I thought maybe 1-2. and two. You know, I said six games this year we'd win. That's my number. I still say six. I think we can win six games, but um, we can, we're going to beat the Browns. I hope. All right, bro. And our next caller is the Pomona Raider. He's in the house. What's happening, brother? Yo, what up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy? This is uh, the Pomona Raider. Hey, uh, I haven't called for a minute and see what's up with you guys and shit. I've heard you guys on, I've heard you guys the podcast, but I haven't called in. So I want to say, dude, what the fuck is going on? We ball out three fours, almost like three straight games. And then the fourth quarter, we fucking, what is it? 45 to zero point, 49 zero. We haven't scored a fucking point in the, in the fourth quarter. And we did the very end and shit today, but the game was fucking over. I don't know. Sorry about the F-bombs, but. Uh, that was a fucking very disappointing game today. Um, but on, on the on the bright side, I got my fucking one and only cousin, my best buddy, he's like my brother. I grew up with this fool, man, since the PJs. Here he's right here. Hey, what's going on, Raider Nation? We're still alive. Don't worry. It's just three games. Don't worry. A lot of a lot of play on the clock, and uh, it'll be all right. All right, Raider Greg. I'll talk to you guys later. I'm going to go fucked up right now. That's how we do things, baby. Oh, hell yeah, that's how we do things. I like your cousin's take. I like his take. I think we're going to be fine. We're learning. We're growing. This is just another step. We started over, remember? We started over. I was pissed too. You guys heard my shows. I'd rant and rave. I'm over it. We started over. This is us. We're going to get better. And our next caller, I think, Raider Ruben from North Carolina. I hope you're all right. Your family's good, bro. Big storm hits you. You know, all the prayers to you and yours. What's up? Good morning, Raider Greg. Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Ruben from North Carolina. Calling in. Another uh, loss Monday. Uh, this is game was just horrible just with, like the two previous games um a couple of observations I, I i don't understand what chucky quote unquote chucky is thinking um calling that play right there down at the end of the game 
when Carr threw that interception. I just, I know Carr was the one, the quarterback, the field general. He, he's supposed to be the field general, but he's more like Beetle Bailey, if anybody's old enough to get that reference. But, um, man, I don't get it. You know, the, the Dolphins, their, their defensive line had all types of injuries. It was hot. The, you know, our O-line was just killing them when it came to the run game. And, you know, when you're that, you know, three minutes to go in the game, you're inside at 20. Why do you call a pass play? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Kill the clock, run the ball, you know, run, run that first down, second down, you know, you take your chance on maybe a pass, and you see what happens. I don't understand, you know, it's pretty evident that Carr hasn't been the same since he broke his back and he broke his leg. And in the last few games, especially one against the Rams, you could tell he's not his normal self. I mean, last week's game was, you know, he showed his flashes of his old self. But, you know, it's two games now where, you know, or one game especially against the Rams where he showed he wasn't himself. I don't understand why he's so – that you still have full confidence in your quarterback like that and and call that play. It makes no sense. And Carr needs to know better than, than you know, if you got time in the, in the pocket, you can't make that pass. You can't throw it. That is just, it's like football one-on-one. You just can't do it. You got time in the pocket. You got, there's no pressure coming. And you throw it to a guy who's not even open. I, I don't understand it. Um, I don't know what, what what's going on with the organization. Um, Mark Davis needs to get his hand out of, out of his ass and see what's going on. You know, this, this is all reminiscent of the 2011-2012 season when when uh, you know the Raiders were doing pretty good and um, Al Davis unfortunately passes away and you know um, I don't care his name, but he takes over. You know, he's the coach and. He takes on the GM duties and comes at the end of the year. You know, we missed the playoffs by one game. And, you know, Mark Davis comes in and cleans house and um, brings on Reggie McKenzie. Well, you know, now you got reports that Reggie McKenzie's people and John Gruden's people aren't seeing eye to eye on anything. And I don't know, I'm just getting bad taste in my mouth when, when I read stuff like that. It's just, it's not a good thing, you know. Um, back. You know, going back to 2012, our offense wasn't the problem. It was our defense. And um, I don't know, it seems like we're going through that thing again, you know. You know, our offense wasn't really the issue last season. It was the play, the, the person calling the plays and stuff like that. That was the issue. It was our defense was the real issue. And here we go again, you know. We hired a defensive coach and Jack Del Rio. And, you know, he got and get the race back to the playoffs. Unfortunately, you know, Derek Carr got hurt, and we all know the story of that. But, um, you know, here we are Here we are again, you know. You just – it's not good. You know, you give a guy $100 million, $100 million to coach a team, you know, he, he is going to have a big say in final decisions on the roster and scouting and all the other stuff. And I just don't understand how Mark Davis – does not manage that relationship between Reggie McClendon and, and John Gruden. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure anyone could go online and find a, a broadcast from a Monday night game that John Gruden was doing. And I'm sure he was kissing the ass of Reggie McKenzie and how much of a great job he was doing on 
um, fixing the Raiders salary cap and bringing in and you know drafting Derek Carr, his boy, um, and, and and drafting Khalil Mack and Gabe Jackson in 2014. How great this is that and third. Sir John Grun was you know kissing the ass of Reggie McKenzie then, but all of a sudden it seems like you know all that love is gone when it comes down to business. So uh, you know I think Mark Davis. Needs to get his uh, big boy pants and, and step in and get the shit together because you know it's not good. You know this may be the last year in Oakland, and you know seems like there's been a lot of controversy since uh, training camp with the absence of Leo Mack not showing up and you know the uh, questionable draft picks and Colton Miller, although he seems to be pretty good, you know, the jury's still on him, but I, I just not I just don't like what I'm I'm hearing and reading on the news and seeing uh, the play on the field is just not something that gives me any hope and promise. Well I've been a Raiders fan since eighty four, you know, since I can remember, you know, my dad turned me on to the Raiders when he used to live out in Riverside and watching him cheer for the Raiders, you know, that's what drove me to being the fan that I am today. And um, it just, you know, as you get older, as a kid, you really don't pay attention to what the politics of football are. But, as soon, you know, as long as you get older and stuff, you see it. And I know it's just a game and it doesn't affect you personally, but, you know, everybody gets emotionally involved in it and that's just the way sports is. But, you know, I hate to see this with the Raiders, knowing the, the history of controversy and, and, you know, dysfunction. So, I just wish I just wish Mark Davis would uh, look in the history books from the last 15 years and you know step in and say you know this is his team and this is how things are going to be done and not let stuff leak out to the media like it is right right now. Well, Greg, Ray Randy, Bear Nation, uh, wish I was wish we had a you know smiles on her face going into work this morning, but, you know, it's just another another week, another week, another loss for us. Obviously, Cleveland ain't going to be Cleveland's old walk over like they were in the past three years, so see what happens. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, man, I have to agree with you. It's, you know, you never want to hear locker room crap or there's there's problems in the front office or any of those things, but... To be quite honest, I think it's just the beginning, and I think they're going to get rid of Reggie McKenzie. I think he's out. And I think he's out because of, um, not because of his cap thing, but I think he's out because of his draft picks. And uh, it's evident to me that we don't do very well. And I think it's evident to John, too, that the people that he's picked have been terrible. So, um yeah, if he can't pick players, he's just going to be a manager. Maybe they'll hire just a manager and let Gruden do the picking. I don't know what that is, but I don't like hearing it either. But I think we got some upside too, bro. Um, it ain't happening in Oakland, so let's just move on. Uh, we're just going to watch our team build from here up one more time. You know what I mean. You've been there already, <laughs> so I don't need to tell you that's where we are. And our next caller is Raider Jim from the East Coast. 
I really like this guy. What you got for us, Jim? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jim from the East Coast calling on another Blue Monday. Yesterday was another heartbreaker, obviously, another disappointment, another tease, if you will, as the Raiders played so well for the first half and maintained the lead even through the third quarter like they have the first three games, only to collapse in the fourth quarter. I want to make a couple of observations. One is taking everything into account and listening to Raider fans on Twitter or podcasts like yours. I'm not concerned about Derek Carr. I know he has five interceptions to two touchdowns, but if you look at the interceptions, I would be willing to say you know, only one of the five interceptions was just a terrible throw. The other four, one, uh, Cook uh, stopped on the route and don't know if that was miscommunication or whatever. Another one was an attempted uh, throw in the end zone uh, that was that was just a tad underthrown. Uh, two that he threw. Um, let's see, that's one, that's two. Um, one that he threw yesterday, Cooper stopped on the route. It wasn't Carr's fault. Cooper was behind the defense and just stopped on the route. And then, then the other one was another shot in the end zone. Uh, you could say that was uh, underthrown possibly, or you could say that, that Martavis wasn't aggressive enough going back to catch the ball, high-pointing it, fighting for it, what have you. Uh, I hate that I'm right about this, but I can't help but think Michael Crabtree uh, would have gotten that ball. He might have got a, he might have got an OPI, but it wouldn't have been an interception. Um, anyway, <clears throat> I guess we shouldn't talk about traded and cut players. I won't mention Mac, although many are. I'm not worried <clears throat> about the Raiders. Yes, uh, this year, obviously, uh, not going to be lighting the world on fire. And, and, you know, honestly, look at Kansas City, man. They're, they're a freaking juggernaut. Uh, what, what do we have for Kansas City? We're, we're nowhere close. But looking at the Raiders and looking at the holes and looking at the need for playmakers that we still have, um, I, I have to say, as much as, as I know it's an unpopular opinion, I have to say that rather than John Gruden being proven wrong to trading Mac, I personally think he's being proven right because we are seeing that the Raiders are not ju- not that good just yet. I think I think we've got a glimpse of of hope when we see how they're able to move the ball and control the game in the first half. We can criticize play calling. We can criticize the the coaching at the end of the game. But I think it all comes down to we just need a few more playmakers. We need a few more players. We need a, a, another burner on the outside. We need a Tyreek Hill. We need we need that type of player. And Carr's got the arm. And, you know, everybody complained about Carr dinking and dunking. Everybody said, you know, he's scared. He's getting the ball. He's, he's not holding the ball long enough. He's not throwing it down the field. Well, he's throwing the ball down the field now. Uh, but his receiver gave up on the ball yesterday, and I don't understand Cooper. He just looks sleepy sometimes. So anyway, I'll stop there. I'm not concerned about the Raiders in the long term. Uh, not too thrilled about this year. Obviously, 0-3 sucks, but I'm not concerned about them in the long term. So nation, Raider nation, take hope.
Uh, we we have a good coach, I believe. We have a, a good plan and a good scheme, and I believe still we have a good quarterback. So I believe that we're going to be okay. Uh, we're going to see some improvement. We're going to pick up a few wins this year too. No playoffs this year, but it's looking good moving in the future. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Randy. Love you, Raider Nation. God bless you. Nice call, I have to say. But I also have to say, on all his interceptions, man, listen. He threw two right to the opposing player. And the other three were, well, two of those two were in the end zone. And they were both short passes. Now, you can be late or you can be early. But you got to know when to throw or not throw the ball and not force the ball. I think that's what he's doing because he's trying to win. And um, if he can just control that and just give the rest of the team an opportunity to help him win, he'll do a lot better. We need a better running back. Marshawn Lynch is good. I mean, he's good. Doug <laughs> Doug Martin, you know, okay. Um, but our offensive line isn't pushing big enough holes open. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see how they see it. Um. We need Warren back in the backfield. That's what we need. We need a guy that's going to run through people like him. But yet, we don't, and um, we won't until next year, I don't think. And I don't know if Cooper will be here next year. He's supposed to get paid, but he ain't playing like he wants to get paid. That, too, shall change, I think, in the next few games. So, like you said, let's just see what happens. We're where We are where we thought we would be. That's what I think, anyway. So... Let's just hold on and see what happens. Then our next caller is Cheesehead Raider. That cheesehead better be silver and black, bro. Call from Wisconsin. What's up, brother? Hello, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin. Uh, We're going to wait to call in until we got a win. Uh, but that's looking like it would be quite a while before I was able to call in. I've been listening to you guys for years. Love the podcast. I know a lot of people have been banging on the Khalil Mack trade, the Khalil Mack trade, let it go, let it go. But where to Greg, where to Randy, where to Nation, I got to talk about it. Sorry, got to do it. If you look at what Khalil Mack himself is doing compared to the entire Raider defense. And if you don't know, let me break it down for you. Raiders, zero wins, three sacks, one forced fumble, uh, one fumble, zero, sorry, fumbles received, recovered, one interception, no touchdowns. Khalil Mack himself. This is him himself. That was the whole Raider defense. This is him himself. Four sacks, three forced fumbles, one fumble recovered, one interception, one touchdown. He himself is outplaying the entire Raider defense. And John Gruden sits up there and says, oh, I don't regret getting rid of him. That's the problem. And John, I'm not calling you John Gruden anymore. I'm calling you John losing. Because ever since you got there, you have taken what we had and made it even worse. Now, I know people bag on Veggie and all his horrible picks. But let's think back just. Not five, but two. Two years ago, we were 12-4, and 
would have been 13-3 if it wasn't for that, that worthless Donald Penn buffing on his uh, block and getting uh, Carr's leg broken. We were 12-4. and four. And I will put last season all on the firing, and people don't want to hear this maybe, the firing of Musgrave. We had the sixth-ranked offense despite Ken Norton's sorry-ass defense. Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had the third-ranked offense last year, fired their offensive coordinator. Now look at them. Terrible. Just like with us. Terrible. You got Mo up there giving John Luzon $100 million for 10 years when he had a 54% winning percentage. 54. I didn't want him back. I just said, let's move on to somebody else. But nope. We had to go back to the past, and now look what's happening. Lost to Miami. We got Cleveland coming up. I'm sorry to say, I don't think we're going to be Cleveland. I don't hate, I hate to be a downer, but this is the way I'm seeing it. Like I said, love the podcast. Hope to keep going. Hope I'm not too much of a downer. But I think my couple of minutes are up. So, like that fat kid in dodgeball, I am out. All very strong points, bro. All very strong. But what can we do <laughs> about where we are? Can't go backwards. You know, we can't only go forward. So we can go forward with Reggie McKenzie picking our picks, or we can go forward with let's just give it all to John because we're already giving it all to John anyway. I say we have to give him a chance to build this team the way he wants to and see where we are. I think we can. I think he's got a good plan. <laughs> Let's hope so. And our next caller is Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida. I have a buddy that lives down there. I just saw him the other well, last month. What's happening, my brother, in hot, humid Florida? Raider Greg. This is Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida. And they ain't heard from me for a while. But I just wanted to drop a bone on y'all. I know people are kind of doubting a little bit what's happening with Gruden and getting rid of Mac and all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm going to be a, a positive voice. I see some some things happening. Uh, I'm just going to say I was at the Miami game and the drive in the third quarter that started around 12 minutes and finished with three minutes left in the quarter for a touchdown is so Gruden-esque. If we can bottle that, we're going somewhere. But until we become consistent, and Carr makes good decisions on the regular, we'll have these fourth quarter uh, debacles. Anyway, the real reason I called you, Ray to Greg, is I'm heading out to Oakland for the Cleveland game. I can't wait to get around that Coliseum and be in a sea of black. I've been to many Raider games over the years, but I've always been a visitor 
I'm coming home, and I can't wait. So I hope that uh, when my brother and I and the kids get out there, we get a chance to maybe meet up with you. Uh, but I, I see some good things on the horizon. It's going to take a little bit of time for these guys to gel. Interesting side note. We stayed late uh, for the game there in Miami and somehow found where the Raiders were coming out and uh, had a chance to uh, see Gruden and uh, just told him that I believe in him. And he acknowledged me. He pointed up at me. And I, uh, we were just excited just to, just to see these guys. So anyway, I'm looking forward to getting out there. But uh, as we all say, <laughs> win, lose, or die, uh, try, die, tie, whatever, <laughs> Raiders, till we, till we die. And uh, look forward to seeing you all. Well, you should be excited because it's quite something to see, bro. It's quite something to see. I hope you'll be by Kingsford Kirks. I'm going to swing by there. I have a couple tailgates I go to, but I'll be there for a while early in the morning. So hopefully you'll get there um, and we can hook up. Shoot me an email with your phone number, too. I'll call you while I'm there. Maybe we can get together somewhere because I'm going to be in the north lot in that game. Long story short, I think we have to believe in Gruden. I think no matter what, you can complain, you can gripe. Nothing's changing, man. We must get behind him and his plan. Not so much Reggie, but I know Gruden has got a plan, and I think we can bear it out. Hey, man, we had some fun in the late 90s with him. He totally turned things around. He's a sharp dude. I think he can do it. It's just going to take, we're rebuilding. And nobody wants to be here, man. Nobody wants to be rebuilding. But that's what we're doing. I agree with you, brother. Thanks for the call. We'll see you in Oakland. And our next caller is Obi-Wan Raider. This guy's pretty sharp. What's up, bro? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider calling in from what seems to be despair, Texas, after watching our football team for the past four weeks. Raider Greg, I don't even know what to say. All the things that I try to placate in my mind and say to make it not seem as fucked as this situation is. And I just, I can't take it anymore, Raider Greg. We're going to have to start the suicide hotline. I'm on a constant drip right now with 25-year-old scotch, and it just isn't fucking working, Raider Greg. I apologize for the F-bombs. I just, ugh. I mean, realistically speaking, take the Mac thing aside. If they just played smart football, took care of the ball, catch what you're supposed to catch, run where you're supposed to run, block where you're supposed to block, tackle where you're supposed to tackle, we would literally be 4-0. Instead, we are 0-4, and probably looking at a top seven pick the way the season's going. Next week, we face the Browns. Raider Grant, I'm going to freaking lose it if we lose to the damn Browns. At this point, I don't even want to watch football anymore. 
can't even watch college after watching my Trojans get their asses blown out by Texas last week. I barbecued all day Saturday and Sunday. And using barbecue as therapy, to not have a couple of beers, talk with your boys, it was fucked because I kept getting constant reminders in the fourth quarter. Then hearing Brett Musburger call him again, oh no, they're going to do it again. Really? That's what made Greg Popper back. I don't know, Raider Nation. I'm, I'm trying to stay positive here, but I just don't see any positivity. Maybe there's someone else out there that sees something that I don't see right now, but... Oh, great. My IV drip of 25-year-old scotch is a damn empty bottle now. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, thank you guys for having the bone line. You have no idea how helpful it truly is. I'm still going to be a Raider Nation until I die. Even though our team's a sack of shit right now. Can't finish anything out. Who knows? Maybe these multiple first-round picks will set us up the way the triples were set up in Dallas with Aikman, Irving, and um, Emmett Smith. It's going to be a long year, boys and girls. Go Raider Nation. I can't even say go Raiders right now. Go Raider Nation. Obi-Wan Raider, and I'm out. Well, there you go, brother. I think that was good for you. It's good for me. It's good for all of us to get all these feelings out because, you know, we're all in different phases of this recovery. (laughs) Uh, No suicide hotline. We just all have to come to the point of understanding that we've rebuilt this team. We're starting over again. And all of us, most all of us have seen it happen far too many times. But here we are again. So frustrating. But we've got to go through those growing pains like we did before. That's just how it is. We all have to suck it up and watch every game and hope to see some positive things come out of this season. Some good players, some good play. Who knows? Um, But I think we can win at least six of these games. That's my what I'm saying. I think we can beat the Brownies. That's what I'm saying, too. Listen, people, we are in transition over here. Yes, we are. We have to realize it. Embrace it. Love it. Watch it for what it is. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.